The Big Sip. All right, we are back. Another episode of The Big Sip. I am so excited. I have two incredible women here with me. Yes, I said two. We are getting a treat today on The Big Sip. Um, I have Lydia Richards and Maria Calver with me from Hispanics in Wine, an incredible page that I started following, highlighting and amplifying the Latino voices in this wine industry community. But they have so many other incredible things going on just besides that. And so this space is this space is for you, ladies. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having Thank us. So you. excited. I'm yeah, so, so excited. excited. Thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been I've been excited to to get into the studio and talk to the both of you, especially after I, I started to just really dive deep into what the two of you were doing to amplify voices that you saw on your end, because you're both from the East Coast. So this is we had to coordinate a little bit of scheduling here to get this interview going. <laughs> yes, so we made it work. We always make it work. We always make it work. Yeah. So life in East Coast in the wine industry probably looks a little different than maybe here in Napa Valley. <laughs> For sure. But um, but it doesn't mean that it still has to be super far-fetched outside of the wine industry. The two of you um, are doing some incredible work, and I'm excited to highlight that. So hi, hello. Who wants to start uh, and kick us off introducing themselves? I'm happy to start. Hi. So excited to be here, Gabriela. Thank you so much for having us. So I'm Lydia Richards. I am a certified sommelier, and I'm actually doing my diploma courses for the WSCT. I, aside from my work in PR for a renowned agency here, I also have a company called Vino Concierge, where I do private events, mostly, well, now virtual, of course, 2020. <laughs> and then, you know, educate consumers um, and also do corporate tastings, private tastings, and so on. So it's very, it's been very exciting, a very fulfilling year within the craziness, you know, also, you know, decided along with Maria to launch Hispanics in Wine, which we'll be discussing soon. So originally from Panama, um, I've been here for about 10 years and I am, you know, it's, it's been a journey. I started sort of in the fashion industry and kind of made my way into wine, which is finally uh, when I realized where my true passions lie. So I started doing a couple of courses here and there, and then I realized like, I don't want to do fashion at all. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go dive in and into the wine industry. I had a little bit of PR background, so I used my existing skills um, and, you know, my existing education and try to find my way in. And, you know, on the East Coast, especially in New York, um, we do work with a lot of importers, distributors, PR agencies. So it's been an interesting um, discovery of that type of industry. We work with a lot of um, imported products, uh, imported, imported wines. I work with wines from Spain um, and also a lot of South American wineries. So mm. it's kind of fun to see the wine industry from this side of the of the field. But anyway, I'm happy to be here and, and I'll, I'll let Maria speak now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great introduction, Lydia. <laughs> it was a great introduction. I was just like, oh, there's so much there that I'm so excited to unpack and just like learn more about like fashion and then wine. Like, ah. Yeah. Um, thank you again for having us, Gabriela. We're very excited to be on here. Um, so my name is Maria Calvert. Starting my professional career, I started in finance and I was in finance for eight years. And you know, in the world of finance, you're introduced to wine, fine dining and business mm, meetings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the financial folks are collectors. So I was privileged to taste the world of wine through that end. Mm. And after eight years, I decided I want to work in something I'm very passionate about and use my corporate communications and marketing skills somewhere that I can adapt. And sure enough, I realized wine it is. So I took the plunge and started working at a PR agency in New York and I'm not going back. She's I'm like, never looked back. I'm, I'm not looking back on that situation. Um, 
I'm currently a PR consultant. Um, I grew up in New York and moved to DC as of last year. And so I've been doing PR consulting work with an agency in New York, as well as um, individual projects with small and big producers. I've worked with producers from Europe and South America and here in the US. Um, Having moved in DC, I actually started working at a retail wine store that focuses in Latin wines, Mm. culture, food and culinary here in DC. So that's where I realized, wow, like Latin American wines, this is a whole new world. And we just need to start amplifying and telling people these stories because they're hidden gems and people in the wine world need to appreciate that. I like that you just said hidden gems because they exist. The treasure is out there. We just need yeah. to expose it to everybody. And and I think that people oftentimes, because, you know, there's this love and I guess sort of fixation around Bordeaux varietals um, right. or even just, you know, European wines, Napa Valley wines. No one really stops to think about the incredible, incredible wine that is coming out of Latino America. And it's like, no, yes. this is like up to the same level. And people need to start, you know, being willing to explore and, and taste those wines. Um, I actually started falling in love with wines that were being imported after I worked for a, a Spanish wine importing company. Um, I did some marketing oh. for them. And that's when I first started getting exposed to vari- like grape varietals and just wines being produced that weren't from Napa Valley, which I thought was interesting. Interesting because I've only ever known, talked about, admired, appreciated Napa Valley wine. It's what I'm surrounded by. And as right. I, you know, worked in this other industry and started working with the Spanish wine import, I was like, whoa, like wine's coming out of Rioja, like Albariño. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> and it's it's once you expand your mind that you just really realize and appreciate how incredible producers there are across the world, different grape mm-hmm. varietals that maybe you were like, maybe sometimes some, you know, there's something about a Sauvignon Blanc that you don't like. It's too acidic or something. But then you find another grape varietal that's growing in a different country that has a very similar profile and maybe has the mm-hmm. qualities that you actually like. And, and you wouldn't have known that unless you started exploring those regions, mm-hmm. those grape varietals, which is why it's so important to expand our mind, which is what the Big Sip's all about, right? Also expanding our mind on the people who are behind this work because um, it doesn't yeah. just have to continue to be this one frame singular mindset that the marketing industry has always made it look like. You know, the the industry overall has just made it look Mm -hmm. like um, in terms of voices and things like that. So I think it's so great that the two of you were in completely opposite industries and then then both ended up uh, in PR, but doing wine, which is beautiful. So Lydia, I guess we we can kick off with you. What was it like doing fashion and then randomly transitioning into wine? Like walk me through what that looked like or where those initial, I guess, love for wine came from that would have made you totally switch into something different. No, of course. Um, so when I, so I went to college in England. Um, so I, I was very there cool. Four years before, <laughs> yeah, before I got here, and then I had a I had a French um, roommate, um, and she was very much into. I mean, mostly French wine, but she was it was those like collector people that I wouldn't even understand. I was eighteen, I think she was twenty one, and she just knew so much about vintages and stuff. And I, coming from Panama, I mean, my family was wine lovers galore, but you know, most of the stuff I was exposed to was was South American wine. Mm-hmm. So learning about French wines was like a whole new world and that truly like sort of ignited my passion it's like you know the art the craft that comes into creating mm-hmm. these types of wines is like none other right so right. so I um I went back with her to Paris we stayed I stayed at her place for like six months trying to learn the language did not but <laughs> I for sure enjoyed the culture which is so surrounded by by wine and mm-hmm. food and sort of that gastronomic experience 
Um, so then, you know, I graduated um, and then I decided to move to New York because, you know, made sense for fashion. I had the opportunity, thankfully, to get all the paperwork done to, to move here, which I know it doesn't happen for a lot of people. So I'm you know, always very grateful for that. And then, you know, I was working in the industry. Wasn't a huge, I think once, you know, you, you study something and then you, you kind of work in the industry and you were like, you realize that that might not be for you. So mm -hmm. what I started doing, doing like um, food and wine pairing classes, I took a bunch of eat in Italy and a few other ones, ICC ice. Um, which is um, like culinary schools here in New York. Mm -hmm. So I would just like, you know, pay those like Friday night pair wine pairing classes. And I somehow I was just like, I don't want to do my actual work. I just want to <laughs> do these kinds of things. So I think about, yeah, it was about five years ago that I made the full transition. So I decided, I mean, I was still working, but I was looking at, you know, different job opportunities and this PR agency, I had a little bit of fashion PR background. Um, and I, you know, sort of, there was a lot of um, communication components in mm -hmm. my, I worked for magazines, I worked for Harper's Bazaar. So I, I kind of did a little bit of everything during my first five years here so I came in with all this knowledge not necessarily pertaining to wine mm -hmm. so so anyway somehow I got a, sh a shot at this um, place called the wine cellarage which they do mostly wine re like e-commerce and a little bit of marketing but they also they're a wine like storage facility for collectors and they also stored all the wines for Christie's okay. um, the auction house so it's like going through the rows and rows of like all these majestic wines and kind of learning a little bit about them and it was sort of something that ignited my passion so then I started taking actual sommelier classes and and then did my WSET level three and I just got more geeky into it yeah started, yeah decided to start my own company because I was like oh you know this is great but I would love to kind of and that's one of the things I think that also when you know speaking to Maria about it ignited sort of the passion for me for Hispanics and wines it just felt like there was not a lot of people that looked like me mm -hmm. that spoke Spanish that were doing these types of classes mm -hmm. you know um you know I can do them in Spanish Spanish, which is something that it didn't feel like there was there was um you know a, a space for that you right. know, there was nobody doing this at least to my knowledge back right. then so in 20 yeah in 2017 I started my company and I've, it was sort of like little gigs here and there people were interested in, in learning about wines and there was always so nervous about it and I always thought like you know wine is this amazing product that should be accessible for everybody so being at that PR agency also was an amazing opportunity you know was able to go to all these trade events amazing trade events I went to Aspen with them and you know I did press trips and the food was, and wine classic yeah so yeah, much fun exactly. <laughs> I I was like, wow, I get it. I, uh, you're like, I get I it. Get <laughs> I get this. So anyway, yeah. So long story short, here I am. But it was sort of that being exposed to the industry to this level that really ignited my passion. I was like, there's, there should be room for everybody here. Mm -hmm. um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that the people who were, that you noticed who were really nervous to learn about it, it was because they didn't feel as though they could see themselves within that space and that's why they didn't really want to engage or, or what were you seeing that was trending with the people that you were working with? No, absolutely. I think it was a matter of that maybe it could have been because, you know, obviously I have um, family members that migrated um, from here and they, they're they like, I don't understand. Esta cosa de vino. What, what is this? You know, I just want to drink my Costco wine and I'm, <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. Um, but I think it's just this like mechanism thing. It's like, you know, thinking that, you know, this is for somebody else and different right. kind of audience. It's not for me. And, and that always bothered me because I was like, you know, I want to, I want to learn everything I possibly can. So, and I want to be able to give that to the generation. I think it's mm -hmm. also a matter of age because there's a lot mm -hmm. of, I mean, let's be real. There's a lot of older people in the industry. Yep. And they, they can be a little snobby. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of having that personality or, you know, that that passion that you can bring to to younger audience. And, Absolutely. you know, you can see it. 
the industry, the millennials, Gen X is it's definitely more interested in wine, the stories, the people, the new new age winemakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, us, you know, people like doing doing sort of impacting like really small things. It's like exactly. really changing the, the industry in a larger way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think it's important that we start focusing in on that younger generation, because Mm -hmm. if we only cater to and only keep producing things that are for that older generation, the industry is is not going to last. And in order to make the industry really last, you have to consistently be willing to bring in and welcome that new generation and ask yourself, like, what do I need to do to ensure not necessarily that you're changing up your entire playbook dynamic, whatever that looks like, but you do need to figure out how do I attract these new people and knowing that right. one, the United States too, if we're just focusing on, on, on this country for a moment, you know, is, is starting to become way more diverse. You know, I mean, pretty soon <laughs> everybody is, is essentially going to be mixed <laughs> to some degree. Oh, yeah. uh, and so, yep. you know, you have to be able to attract those people who are coming from so many different diverse backgrounds. And that is going to be the generation that you want to play into. So you need to start having people see themselves within that product, see themselves yep. within that industry. And if you're not allowing that, then people are going to be really put off, which is why I think right now, la conversación, the conversation, is just so profoundly being highlighted as to the fact that we need to amplify black voices. We need to amplify brown voices. We need to amplify all people of color, women, LGBTQ community, people operating in these spaces that normally haven't necessarily had an opportunity to say like, hey, I love being a part of this industry. I deserve to exist and and be shown in this space too. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, no, it's and it's a complete mismanagement because if you think about it, like they are going to have their micro audience that you can reach to that for the most part you didn't reach to begin with. Because mm-hmm. let's be real, a lot of the marketing and and the kind of publicity that it's been done, it's it's for just a certain type of audience. Exactly. And I think it's if you want to pitch it, and that's sort of what Maria and I do is if you want to pitch this to to brands and you know and wineries, and so you got to tell them like. There's a whole world that you're missing here. Um, Mm -hmm. So just got to be a little smart about it. Yep. I mean, hey, I'm excited at what the future is going to hold. If it's you two ladies driving the the bus, making sure PR wise, (laughs) hey, we're doing all of that. Maria Maria is a true PR guru here, I will say. <laughs> and Maria came from Wall Street, which I love, you know, super opposite transition. Maria, walk me through sort of what that looked like. I know earlier, you know, you touched on the fact that um, you really started to fall in love with the world of wine because you had all these client business relationships where, yeah, you know, you're whining, you're dining, you're out and about, you're being exposed to all of these beautiful wines from all over the world and that that's an, originally what attracted you there. But what was really the thing that made you be like, I'm done with this. We're going to the world of wine. Was there like a passion while you were younger that, you know, you had been exposed to beforehand that kind of teed you up to put yourself in that position or or what was that like? So, you know, I, when I went to, I actually went to college for fashion marketing and PR. So funny. (laughs) Which is is the one, like the one like thing we share with Lydia, which we laughed at when we were working together in an agency (laughs) and wine. Um, I love this. I I very quickly was like, this is not for me. Like, (laughs) not for me. Um, and I've always been a numbers person. I love, I love economics. I love finance. And I realized, no, I want to go into finance and do PR corporate communication. So my day-to-day PR in finance versus the wine industry is completely different, but also you use like very similar, um, skill sets and foundation of how to promote and do campaigns for a brand, regardless mm-hmm. of the background of the sector mm-hmm. for being in finance, you know, 
I was in Wall Street, so you're hustling every minute. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're going with the market. I was in current. I was a currency in a currency broker, and so we're dealing with the clock around the the globe. You know, dealing with the Asian market, the European market, South American market, the U.S. market. And so for me, PR was very very fast paced. Um, you know, I was dealing with the corporate brand, um, but also spokespeople, the CEO, as well as analysts talking about the market and what's happening in that sense. But I did. Love that. Um, I did it for eight years. I, you know, I dealt with mostly European offices. So I mostly did Europe and like Australia and Hong Kong. That is um, so cool. However, which is pretty cool. But I realized, you know, you, you, I feel like you get to a point in your career, especially when you're starting your career, you're super excited and you're pumped. Um, and as the years come, you know, they you keep on older. going. <laughs> yeah. You get older and you realize, okay, what am I, what's my purpose? And Mm -hmm. I've, I've always been someone who I love to help people, whether it's my career personally or a stranger, like I've always liked to help people. So I realized that how, what am I doing here in finance? How am I helping people besides making more money? Mm-hmm. Um, which is great, of course. And if that's your passion, hey, do you on power that. Power to you, yeah. Um, power to you on that. But, you know, being introduced to wine, I just got so interested with the stories behind the bottle. Like you, mm. so many hands touched your mm. bottle of wine. There's so much work from the farmers mm-hmm. to the whole distribution process, to the branding, to the final consumer. There's this whole journey. Yep. And I just fell in love with the stories, whether you're a small producer or a large producer. I just, for me, that's what touched my heart when I was doing these like business meetings or like asking the sommelier like oh the wine you you know just provided like what's the story like where is it from and I always ask those kind of like small questions even in finance and so that's what made me pursue the wine industry then being in wine I and and meeting the producers and working with all these different brands I just fell in love even more because you get to know like the winemaker right we all Mm -hmm. put you know the winemaker in this position, but then you understand, oh yeah, you know, I have a dog and like, I love doing this. And these are my, you know, my little traditions at the vineyards. And when you get to know those very human stories, mm-hmm. for me, that's what passions me to do PR for these brands. That's amazing. And you're right. It's all about the stories. And that's originally like what really inspired the big sip is, is I want to hear the stories. I want to hear the, you know, originally I was like, it's the latest tea, but we're here talking about wine. So it's going to be, we're sipping <laughs> over here. Um, but it, it, but it's like, I want to know, you know, what's the latest and greatest, what's happening out there? Who is the person behind it? Because there are so many stories to be told and every story is different. You know, it's funny again, talking to the two of you, two completely different, um, stories, you know, places where you're coming from, but then somehow ended up in fashion. And then out of that ended (laughs) up in PR for wine. And, and, and that's the funny thing about life. You know, it's, as you were talking, I really totally related to the fact, you know, as the years start ticking, you start asking yourself, what is my purpose? What am I actually supposed to be doing? Because I don't just want to go to a job every day. That's not appealing, at least not for me. You know, I want to actually care about what I'm doing. I want to actually feel good about what I'm doing. And, and as you start to ask yourself that, you know, just being willing to to take that jump for, for the two of you, was that transition difficult, especially as a woman and as a woman of color? What, what did that look like trying to completely enter the industry? uh, That was something opposite from what you had originally done. Hmm. I think I think from my end it, it was certainly interesting interesting. We don't you know necessarily have to go into like specifics because I think 
we basically all know these stories, like people not thinking that, oh, you know, you're not the wine educator here. You're not the person that, you know, that's supposed to man be managing this event mm -hmm. so many times. And, you know, getting that from, from people that not, not only like, you know, people from international background that are coming, you know, to do these trade events, but like from actual people that you work with and, and you know, people in the industry. It's sad to say, like, you know, these are stories that happen to to us all, you know, all, all of us. Um, I think I, I was lucky enough to get to have a few mentors here and there that supported me. And I, it was something that I did not take fully advantage of at the beginning. And I think, you know, moving forward, you know, I, I would love to say, like looking back, actually, I would say I would have, I wish I would have taken more advantage mm -hmm. because people are, there are people there that want to help you. And mm -hmm. I want to be that person to somebody in the future. But, but I will say for the most part, it was, it was a positive experience. And I think it has to, Good. it has a lot to do with, you know, I felt really confident about my education. And I think confidence is something that, that any, and everybody should get, however it is that you want to get, because you come in at the beginning, you come in with a little bit of, you know, I don't know if I'm like as good as all these people, right. like there are certain stereotypes, you know, that you come in and you're com look completely different than everybody else. And that kind of like feeds into that, mm -hmm. um, the lack of confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. But I think I was, I mean, I have a great support system and I have a great family. And I think that's something that truly helped me. Um, and that's sort of what I want to do for people moving forward. So I think from my experience, it was a mix, but I think I, luckily I was able to pull through because I had a great, like great people behind me. Yeah. And that's so important. Your circle, who you surround yourself by, if you're able to find a mentor, you know, sometimes you don't even necessarily know who to reach out to, but mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of have to be willing to ask. And sometimes that means you're going to be put in an uncomfortable situation because maybe you're not comfortable approaching strangers in that way yeah but yeah but they're only going to be strangers for so long. And if you at least place yourself in that position, you're you're just inching your way that much closer yeah. to, to hopefully achieving what you're looking to achieve for yourself. Um, and everybody should, I, I firmly believe wholeheartedly, find and search for that mm -hmm. thing that makes them feel good, not just in their everyday life, but good about themselves. Because that's, you know, yeah. mental health, all of these things are, are, are things that we should all be talking more about. A lot more people are starting to talk about it. But really, once you start to dig deep and ask yourself, you know, how do I feel about myself? How do I feel about the work that I'm doing? It, you start to get a couple of answers and, and notice that there's an accountability part in there that also requires you to do the work because someone could give you the eggs, the flour, the milk, the whisk. But if you're but not you willing to bake the cake, like you're only going to get so far. Yeah. 100%. And I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm not going to say this because Maria is here, but Maria was also part of that circle. Like when I first met her, when we met at this PR <laughs> agency, she was definitely somebody that, that, you know, I could relate to obviously, you know, Latin America is this huge, diverse place. Is, but mm -hmm. you know there is a sense of like supporting each other within the Latin community and there wasn't a lot of us so when I was like oh Maria is a new Latino person in the agency I need to talk to this person uh, hi friend um, <laughs> yeah yeah it was, so, it was almost like this I was like hola yeah, yeah. So, so, so basically then, we're gonna know, be best friends if you didn't know already <laughs> sorry but you know sorry no but choice. you're stuck with me already <laughs> yeah and and I think yeah exactly exactly what that happened and then do going through all of these like events and you know you know managing these events and doing these amazing things within the wine industry was kind of nice to to have somebody that that thought a little bit 
like me and, you know, w- was sort of in that same mindset, similar mindset. Yeah, could relate. Able to support each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, was super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Look at you, Maria. See, you You were, you, you the two are <laughs> like two peas in a pod, just uh, constantly uplifting each other once you were entering the space. For for you, Maria, similar to, to what I asked Lydia, you know, um, what did what did that transition look like for you, um, whether you want to look at it as just a, a woman or a woman of color specifically that was trying to completely switch and, and enter that new career path? So at first it was it was nerve wracking. I, I was like, oh, should I do this? I don't really know about wine as much. Like I, I love traveling. And so mm-hmm. I, I was able to travel when I was in finance and I, I did go to different wine regions. Just, you know, you know, you go to like Italy and you're like, oh, yeah. wine, you like make that connection. I have to go to Tuscany and like try mm-hmm. some, you know, great wine there. Um, so I had that kind of experience before, but mm-hmm. it's not that I was knowledgeable in wine to speak to someone who was in wine in the industry already. Right. But I realized, you know what, just like as I was reading people's profiles, um, if when you like speak to these people, not everyone comes from from wine from the get go. It's just like mm-hmm. Lydia and I, we come from different industries. So I was like, hey, I know I'm really good in PR. I know my skills. I will just have to learn about wine day one and just find mentors and speak to people and ask the questions. Um, you know, I've always said, if you don't know something, find the person and ask them. Uh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Nope. As simple as it is, you learn something new every day, whether you're an entry level or a professional for 40 years, mm-hmm. you learn something. And so that's when I decided to go to the agency. Thankfully, I did have a bit of a network before because again, of my previous experience, but the moment I entered the agency and started, you know, networking within and within the trade events, I just found the right people to help me kind of like learn the learning curve of the industry. And again, similar to Lydia, um, the more that we spoke besides just being coworkers, mm-hmm. um, the more we realized how in sync we are both in like, we just have this hunger to keep learning, whether it's PR, whether it's the wine education or network but man, we're at these events and, you know, we're two out of what, 300 folks here. And we can probably pick out a few individuals who sort of look like us, who Mm. speak Spanish and, Mm -hmm. you know, where's that representation? Where's that diversity? Um, How can, where's that inclusion when we're in the U.S. And one of the biggest growing markets is the Hispanic demographics. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I come from a family in Ecuador that wine isn't necessarily a thing. It's not part of our culture. But if you dissect South America and like Hispanic countries, you can easily tell by like culturally who speak, who, who drinks wine. And also it's an age thing of demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that was such a hitting point here in the U.S. because there's such a diversity in terms of age, um, culture, in the Hispanic community. And like, and we're not doing much. And so as we were talking with Lydia, we're like, hey, we have to do something because Latinos have a lot to offer. And again, we're a hidden gem. Apparently, yeah, they so. do. <laughs> that's that's amazing. And so was that sort of the the inspiration for Hispanics and wine was knowing like, hey, this is this is if if the platform doesn't exist, it takes us if there's isn't a chair at the table, then we build one. Right. Um, is that sort of what led to Hispanics and wine? 
doing or, or was that just like a, a passion project? Was it a part of the PR agency that you work for or how did how did that come to be about? Because I love, first of all, I love following that on Instagram. If you're not following it yet, make sure you go to Instagram and you search for Hispanics in Wine. Uh, and these ladies are elevating. Again, like I mentioned, it's not just um, winemakers in, in Napa Valley. If anything, I, I haven't even met a, a winemaker in Napa Valley on your page. It's people in other parts of the industry still in wine, but with different roles, you know, maybe not mm-hmm. traditional roles that you think about when you're thinking of, oh, someone's in the wine industry, winemaker. Someone's in the wine industry, grape grower. You know, it's completely different uh, fields of operations, which also, again, expands your mind as to the breadth and depth of the industry and how many different cool, fun career opportunities there are to be in this space um, and to be in power positions, not just, you know, some random foo-foo position in the wine industry. No, definitely. I think, you know, we had multiple conversations um, from the moment that we met and it was something always like we we didn't know exactly what it was, but it was just like, I wish. And then we would meet Latino and Hispanic, um, you know, people in the industry like, oh, this is so interesting. This is what you're doing. How come I never hear, you always hear about the same people Mm -hmm. over and over again. And and, and that's sort of where it went about. And, you know, Maria and I talking about it, especially during quarantine, definitely a time of (laughs) self-reflection. Huge. You know, you got time. Yeah. And if you haven't, you know, there's still a couple couple of weeks left for for you to do some reflecting. Exactly. And, you know, it's this year. Well, I mean, there's always been been problems in the industry, but I think this year was one of those years that just everything just started blowing up. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's sort of how we, we came about. It's like, you know, we, okay, this is, if we don't do this now, when are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, yeah. I mean, then, you know, this is sort of how Hispanics and wine came about, but, and, you know, trying to find all these amazing people's people within the industry and the different types of, of and, and, and the different types of, of, of jobs that there are, like you said, and also, you know, highlighting the incredible diversity that Latin America has to offer, both indigenous grapes and, and mm. international varieties. There's mm-hmm. wonderful wine being made there. So it's sort of like trying to, to kind of get that education, but also empowering individuals and highlighting what they're doing. And to add to that, you know, I think it was so important for us because, you know, we've had our personal experience in the industry as females, as Latinas. We felt like it was our responsibility. You know, we're not seeing anyone do this. So why don't we do it ourselves? Because I'm sure there's hundreds of other women and even men who are Hispanic and Latinos who feel this way too. And they're just like, where is this community? And the more we were trying to like network early on in the year, we're like, man, it's a little hard to find, you know, if uh, someone specific that we're looking in a specific uh, market in the U.S. And we're just like, there's no one set platform that you can look up. You know, I'm looking for a Hispanic um, in whatever state or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we just, like, hey, we got to do it ourselves and let's just do it. Roll up our sleeves and get it done. And do the damn thing. I love it. Exactly. Even and, and that's a fun, nerve wracking and but exhilarating part, right, is is yes. not knowing like really where is this going to go, but knowing that it needs to happen. Right. Because yeah. it's important work at the end of the day. It is important to elevate these voices. And again, no one's doing these things. So it's not like there's a playbook to be like, all right, how am I supposed to, you know, do this? Uh, <laughs> exactly. You're just 
just kind of moving one foot in front of the other, similar to life, right? I don't think any of us, maybe when we were younger, we thought, oh man, adults have that figured out. And then you become an adult and you're like, everyone's out here running around like chicken with their head chopped off, just trying to survive to the next day. And it's like, ma- when am I going to become an adult? Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, whenever someone looks at me as an adult, I'm looking for the adultier adult in the room. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's find someone who might be no, no, a couple bit more things than I do. <laughs> but again, it's important work. And, and I love that, you know, you ladies took it by by the helm and you were like, no, I'm going to do this myself because, again, it's just so important that we continue to amplify these voices. Um, and, I, and again, I'm going to continue to reiterate, I love the fact that I was even from being exposed to your account um, and, and what you're building. I was loving the fact that I was learning about all of these different career opportunities that people had within the wine industry. Because for myself, I always just saw, you know, Latinos picking the grapes or I saw maybe once in a while a Latino being a Mm. wine educator. But I've never seen them operate in any other space that wasn't that. Uh, And for myself, when I when I started working at that marketing as the marketing manager for the Spanish wine importing company, I kind of wanted to look to find a mentor and and just ask, not necessarily because I wasn't good at the the, my job title and what I needed to execute. But as a Latina woman in that role, you know, how how were other people navigating this and what were the kinds of things that we were focusing on to be able to amplify that voice? And you almost start to feel lost in all of it. And then and then mm-hmm. I don't know if it happens to you, but sometimes there's a little bit of an identity crisis as well where you're like, I know who I am, but how do, how do I fit in all of this? And if I can't figure out how I fit in this, how is anyone else figuring out how they fit in all of this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's the book of my life. And I think probably <laughs> most of us, you know, trying yeah. to figure it out. And like you, I think you said, you actually said this at the beginning of it. It's like, you know, if there's no, no room for you, you'll just make room for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and I think- we're going to, there's going to be moments. And I think we see it here and there, obviously we're, we're just starting, but you know, he getting a little bit of messages saying like, I'm so happy that this page was born. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even know this existed. Right. Um, so I was, I didn't know I could do this. So, so th- that's one of the most fulfilling and exciting parts. It's like, you know, it's still small, but we're working hard to figure out what's next and, and, you know, kind of be- become this platform for people to really come to us and be like, Hey, I need help. And then we can say, we're here for you. Exactly. And I think that that is how you measure success, right? It's not necessarily like, oh, we reached 50,000 individuals. To me, it's about impact. And at the end of the day, you just yep. hit it on the nail, what you just said. Someone saying, I didn't even know this existed before. Light bulb moment. Like, this is a thing. People being exposed, learning, growing, expanding their minds. That is the success part, is knowing that you are inspiring other people who you know can relate to recognize I don't have to have this one track framework set that I've been maybe fed to believe or, or made mm-hmm. to feel. And I really can go out and expand my horizon and have these opportunities available to me because, oh, look, I now see someone and know that they operate in that space. And that's why representation is so important. And that's why amplifying yeah. these voices is so important because there are so many people like us who grew up really struggling with where do I fit in this puzzle 
And knowing that we didn't have the answers, I think that's why we're all so hungry right now to be like, all right, we need to make sure that everyone else who's coming underneath us, who's just like curious about this space, knows that they are not alone. And that's why it's wonderful that you, Maria and Lydia, that you that you both teamed up with each other. And that's why it's so great that other people want to continue to just overall just elevate those stories and ensure that we are keeping that narrative pushing forward and uplifting that. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I, it's, it's, just, it's, it's overwhelming, but it's fulfilling at the same time. And like what Lydia and what you mentioned, you know, we just getting those simple messages of I didn't know this, or how can I do that? Um, we even received like a message from this young uh, female Latina saying, you know, I work in this industry, this different industry, how can I get into wine? We're like, Oh, my God. That's exactly what we wanted to do. You're like, so let me tell you what I did, because because now she has someone who's been there, who's done that, yeah. and you get to go ahead and, and provide some of that advice. And right. whether it's you know her exact same picture, then that's what's going to work for mm-hmm. her. But at least there is you know a, a framework, something that some yeah. of us we didn't have a framework. We were like, all right, we're just going to take a step in this Figure direction and hope yeah. that we're all good. Yeah. And, and another thing, and another important thing that I think we also wanted to do about Hispanics and wine, and something that we saw in this election was highlighting our diversities, because people put us in this big Latino bubble. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why we wanted to do this, specifically a spotlight series, is where we kind of highlight people, amplify their voice, what are they doing within the industry, and, you know, kind of seeing like their different backgrounds. Some of them are from um, immigrant parents, and they were raised here. Some were like me, were, you know, grew up and, and were raised in, in somewhere in Latin America and then came here. So there's so many different stories, so many backgrounds, so many colors that that people forget, I think, or people just don't or don't acknowledge. So it's almost about showcasing our diversity, mm. diversity and, and the different things that we can offer within the industry mm. because there's just so many. The wine, wine and like I always say wine is being done everywhere basically in every continent in the world. So how are these stories not more colorful, like more diverse, like the things that we've seen constantly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is wild to think about that for hundreds of years, it has been the same narrative over and over. And you're exactly right. How is it that it's not more colorful? How is it that we don't see more stories, more pictures of people looking completely different from different backgrounds um, with different experiences, as you noted. And I think it's so great that that is exactly what you two are working to achieve with Hispanics and Wine. What is, what's been some of the, the best advice that you've received when you, either you entered the industry or maybe even now, I'm sure, again, you know, we're, con- we're students of life, we're constantly learning. So, you know, if there's still pieces of advice that you're getting at this moment to, you know, just continue to operate in these spaces, what's sort of been that big thing that stuck with you? I feel like I should know this. I mean, okay. So, I mean, there, there's just so many people are, have been extremely supportive, um, but I will say, and it's something that I, I, I so believe in. It's like, you know, I think, and we kind of touch upon it a little bit, but it's sort of that if you, you use your existing skill set to do whatever it is. So, you know, we, when I first started in this, I had a little bit of PR background and I was able to, able to leverage it into wine PR. And then, you know, obviously my experience as a, as a Latina and, you know, working with Maria on Hispanics and wine is sort of attributing to that. So like you're constantly evolving. You're mm-hmm. not, you never stop learning. So I think that's something important that people like just because you sort of made it somewhere, it doesn't mean you stop. Mm. You're just constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, like you said, you're a student, a student of life and you have to keep moving forward. Um, that's part of the hustle, right? Like that's, that's what yeah. we're all doing at the end of the day. And I think that's important. And, and don't forget to network. 
because I think that's something that sometimes I just don't want to reach out to people. I want to be at home watching Netflix, you know, <laughs> but no. And there, there are different ways in which you can network. You can do Instagram. Nowadays, Instagram, I think it's like, yes. Hello, hey, that's time. not, this wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have happened had we not done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, that, that's a sort of something that's just stayed with me. Um, and, and I've just seen it evolve and, and you know, having that support from like, you know, like I said, my support system and like trying to always find those mentors. Cause I don't think there's just that one that you can get your different points of life. Try to find, you see somebody that you sort of aspire or you want to get to that level, try to reach out to them. It's easier than you think. The worst thing that they can say no is no. And mm -hmm. then we don't need them. Right. You and then we don't else. Exactly. I, there's like this big fear of rejection and trust me, I get it. I'm definitely right there. Like breaking into sweat right before hitting the send button. But then you just look like you could just kind of jump over the ledge and just do it. Um, cause that's, that's really the, the only thing that I found that works, you know, you mentioned network, 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 which is so important. And I think about so many people who I've come across who are like, how do you network? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't want to reach out. Like I'm a stranger. They don't even know me who are just so driven by fear of networking, mm -hmm. fear of not knowing this individual. And that again, they're going to be rejected. But at the end of the day, it's networking is like is like your lifeline in the in life. It's the one thing that's going to continue to open up opportunities for you. And that doesn't necessarily, some people might say like, well, that's pretty selfish. You know, if you're only talking to people to see what you can get from them, but it's not in that sense. It's how can we all assist each other to continue to push forth whatever it is that we're all seeking as individuals, together, as a community, because it really takes everybody being that transparent with one another for people to mm -hmm. really rise up and, and ensure that everybody's in a good place. Um, Maria, what piece of advice did you get that has kind of stuck with you or that kind of jumps out at, at your mind? For me, it was definitely network. Nurture your, your network, your relationship. Reach out. Don't be scared. They say no. That's not bad. If they say no, you move on and you go to the next person and then you go to the next person, right? But personally, with my skill sets, it's just be true to yourself, true to your voice, be true to your personal brand mm. of, you know, what you're trying to accomplish in your career in, you know, your purpose, uh, whatever that may be, just be true to it and stick to it. And don't let people who tell you no, or say, Oh, that's a bad idea. If you know, in your gut feeling that it's something that you can do, and you can make a difference, whatever that may be, just push through the noise and just get it done. Mm, push through that noise, because there's always going to be noise, right? There's always, always. going to be challenges. I think that's the other thing. Don't don't think that, you know, it's all going to be cookie cutter perfect. Nope. Um, there will always be challenges. It's how are you kind of jumping over those challenges or, or just pushing forth? And and I love that, again, the two of you are in operating in a part of this industry that has to do with representation, PR, how we're marketing this, who we're attracting to, right. ensuring that we're looping and bringing in more narratives, more voices so that it doesn't just remain singular. And I'm, and I'm curious what excites you the most then about operating in that space or like what are you looking forward to doing as you continue to grow in that space well I, th I think that um you know what I obviously what I would like to see is like obviously with our Hispanics and wine um we're creating this network that kind of gives brands and gives um companies like you you have no reason not to pick somebody from a Latin American background to represent mm -hmm. your brand There's no mm -hmm. reason for for you to create ambassador if you want to reach a specific audience we have that person for you so we want to see more representation and that's 
definitely what we want to be that sort of like platform where people can come in and be like, oh, you know, I didn't know this person has this background in, in Spanish wines. And, and he also has a great relationship with Latin American restaurants. That's sort of what I need. I want that on-premise or off-premise thing. It's like, oh, this person is the person I need. So it's like, there's no excuse for not, for you not to, to reach out to somebody from the community. And I think that just basically being that messaging point and, and, you know, even from a larger scale, us working with wineries and, and, you know, institutional brands, wines from Spain, et cetera, we want to be able to put, you know, representation and different voices into the different types of career opportunities mm-hmm. here. And I think that's so important. And, and, and even within the messaging, I was reading actually an article, I think it was the amazing Julia Coney that wrote it. And she was talking about millennials and it's sort of that conversation we had a little bit earlier, millennials are interested about the stories Mm -hmm. but but are the brands catering to these messages are they hearing what kids want and you know these growing audiences the latin american community the hispanic community the the african-american community are we hearing what they need from us um and i think from uh from us from a pr perspective and through hispanics and whites that we want to give them the opportunity for them to create these programs i'm actively working on whatever it is i'm working with my personal clients or hispanics and wine i want to be able to present client options that are not your traditional options and i think that's if i do that I've done my job right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to see. Oh, 100%. I mean, and working in PR and marketing, like Lydia was mentioning, it's just making sure that we take the responsibility and give these options to the producers, to the brands, the consortiums. Look, this is is the pool of talent that exists in the US market and even globally. And this is the way that you can present your brand and open to other demographics and be all inclusive because that's what wine is. You know, wine is produced the same way across the board. Well, not the same way, but to a certain the basics. Yeah, uh, the basics right. across the board. But you have all these different stories. It's the same way with the consumers and those people who are working in the wine industry. And so I think it's our due diligence as people in the marketing and PR who are assisting and helping these brands reach that diversity. Um, it, we have to do that. Yeah, and I think the part that will be interesting is you know as the two of you continue to do all of this work. And as you know, we continue to ask these questions like, are people paying attention and listening to what these younger millennial generation people of color are asking for that we need to start catering to if mm-hmm. people will actually start to then change it and, and pay attention? Because maybe, you know, they could be hearing it, but they might not be actually accepting it. And I think at that point, you know, th- this this generation and the generations that are coming after are very uh, woke um, in, yes. the, in the sense where they're like <laughs> purchasing power, right? There is has been a, a term that a lot of people have been utilizing lately and it's not going to stop. And again, you know, because we're all so hungry for the story and for knowing just diversity and all of this mm-hmm. stuff, if the overall industry doesn't profoundly take this moment as what it is, as what people are calling out for these changes, I have a feeling, and I wouldn't be surprised that then people are going to say, you know what, like, don't say that you weren't aware of it, right? We're here telling you. Mm -hmm. So now it's a different story between you didn't know, and now you're just not willing to do it. And if you're not willing to do it, then it means you don't see me. You don't understand me. You're not willing to invest in having me be a part of that. Then I'm going to go ahead and and go somewhere else, which people are doing, and they're not afraid to do it anymore. And I think that's why so many businesses now are starting to maybe have more or you hear about people saying like businesses and, and celebrities and da, da 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 shouldn't be involved in politics or in all these social issues. But it's like, yes, because at the end of the day, we're all human and we all feel some type of way about something. Um, and it's going to yeah. take all of us to completely catapult this into a whole new base and era. And so it's it Agreed. shouldn't just be that excuse where it's like, oh, you know, well, 
Just don't pay My attention bad. to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after I've done it. No, and I think, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a problem. And I think, I mean, yes, millennials, we're, we're sort of getting into those positions and, you know, where we're able to make an influence and, you know, with Hispanics and Wines and so many other organizations that are doing that, having representation, not only in the winemaking side, but in, in these type of administrative marketing mm-hmm. PR, it helps reach those audiences. Mm-hmm. But I do think Gen X, we're like millennials, older millennials, but Gen X really like they have no, no, they, they don't close their mouths. They're gonna, I think that's the generation that's definitely going to save us. They have their issues, <laughs> but I think, I think they're, they're really pushing change too. So I'm excited. Like you said, I'm excited to see what happens next. But for me, and the most important part is that representation within the industry, mm-hmm. within the trade side, restaurant, the hospitality. And there is, it's just like, we just don't see it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a matter of exposure and showcasing and highlighting, spotlighting, whatever synonym you want to throw in there, more of that. (laughs) No, actually, uh, Maria, you actually came up with something real cool. Amplify, support, and educate. I couldn't have said that better. Amplify, support, and educate. That's sort of what, that's our motto. And I love it. So is that the motto for Hispanics and wine? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is now. (laughs) We just made it official right now. (laughs) Boom. No, but but yes. it it's spot on everything that needs to happen needs to amplify. There needs to be a support system in there for everybody coming in. And then obviously the education piece, those who are coming in, but then other people who are completely unaware. And and it's through those three things. Uh, and, and I'll throw in obviously representation, right? But that comes with being able to provide all of this because then people will see, oh, there's someone there that looks like me and we're showcasing it. That's going to really change the game. And you're right. Gen X is, is on a whole other train. But the good thing about the millennials is, you know, a lot of 30 year olds tend to think they're not millennials and the spectrum actually goes to like 37 it's like 24 to 37 yeah, uh, yeah, so no. there's diversity in that age range whether we're talking mm-hmm. about race whether you're just talking about the age and where you're at in your life you know at certain points so you know sure. that generation too like should not go ignored like they are the ones who are going to dictate what direction you need to be going to the vastness of how much we we need to be acknowledging right because again we're not just this one box even Millennials are not just this one box. They have a a completely different range. And so if people pay attention, if people start acknowledging that they do need to take these stories, what people are asking for seriously, that is what's really going to to draw that effect and draw that change. Absolutely. What are you most looking forward to in 2021, whether it be in your career or or with Hispanics and wine? So I think, I mean, with my career, obviously, you know, you working hard on that hustle trying to get my brand get myself known out there but I think generally for for wine and Hispanics and wine we are working on building our network we're furthering our um the people that that we have in our spotlight series and so on and but you know moving forward we are actually in the works and talking to partner organizations and you know trying to get those career advancement opportunities mm-hmm. and like present different options for for the people interested not only people that are in the wine industry but also people that are looking to enter so we we're, we're definitely working on expanding our capabilities at this time. 2021 will be an interesting year, but we'll, we'll get it done. We're virtually or in person. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Stay tuned <laughs> on that for sure. Where should people be contacting you if they were, if they're tuning in and they're like, you know what, I want to invest in, and be, you know, someone to network with them so that I can see how can we work together to amplify, support and educate? Well, so we have our Instagram page, Hispanics and Wine. Definitely DM 
us. Uh, we're working on our other um, other like websites and other things like that moving forward. But um, for now, definitely Instagram is where it's at. <laughs> they do respond. They won't leave you unread. Don't you worry. <laughs> we respond to all messages. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We're always very excited about it. We're like, hey, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Maria, what, what about you? What are you most looking forward to in 2021 as, as we just look forward to? I'm, I like to be a very positive person, and I really think that there are just so many beautiful people like the two of you who are just really going to be profoundly important as we continue, you know, moving forward and turning the page into the next year and the years beyond that. What what are you most looking forward to, I guess, as as we wrap up this very challenging and insightful 2020 (laughs) (laughs) going into the new year? I mean, being a PR consultant for me, I'm just excited to, you know, working more with these producers and helping them again with like the diversity um, and as well as the Latinos and the Hispanic producers down in South America, helping them get amplified in this market. You know, if you have if you're available, they're doing some quality, great ones down there and Mm. people just don't know it so being part of that initiative I think is so important for me and like something I want to do in 2021 but for Hispanics and wine you know what Lydia was saying just helping amplifying educating and working with other partnerships to help with career advancements and you know we we do the spotlight series every other week and we we're very excited that we did expand our team and we took on one of our very good friends who we also met in New York City Yvonne Nil who's actually in her route and studying to be a master in wine and oh, wow. so she has helped us also with the networking and helping amplify the stories of Hispanics in the U.S. market and also being a female she has something similar to our story right um, and so we're happy to also be expanding on that. I love that. Kudos to the both of you. Everything that you've built in your personal lives, professional lives and then now as Latina Dream Team with Hispanics <laughs> and Wine. It's You, you two are, are super rad. I'm really so stoked that I was able to even chat with you. Thank you for responding to my DM and, and for even allowing this opportunity to happen. Like I mentioned, you know, it's it's when I came across your page, I was like so blown away at the fact that that was even something that existed. So I knew immediately I need to talk to these women and figure <laughs> out like what got them started in this and also let them know how thankful I am that they even created this to begin with. Because again, like I, I know that if I feel that way, how many other mm-hmm. Latina right. women feel that way? You know, or how many right. other just women of color feel that way? And I know I'm not going to be the only one because clearly the two of you felt like that at a certain point and that's why you started it. So there's so many of us out there and and the more we can continue to spread these stories and amplify, support, educate. I love that that slogan that you created. <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep using that. <laughs> um, you know, the more we continue to do that, the more we're going to start showing that this is a very, I don't want to use the word normal, but that it is mm. normal to see a person of color. It's not this like anomaly anymore, you know, where mm. it's going to feel <laughs> so much more welcoming. And that's the goal. That's the dream. I agree. Thank you so much for, for having Thank us. You. We're so excited. So excited to have met you, Gabriela. And like, we're excited to see your other episodes of The Big Sip. Oh, awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Cheers to you, ladies. Um, I will make sure that everyone, again, if you didn't hear, that was Hispanics in Wine on Instagram. Make sure you follow Lydia Richards 
Perez and Maria Calver joining us today on The Big Sip, talking all about the incredible work that they're doing as Latina women in PR industry, specifically working with wine, really trying to amplify and elevate those voices. So um, I will be continuing to sip from your cup via your Instagram page. Everyone else, make sure you keep going to sip from their cup. Hit that follow button. And we, this is not going to be the last time we we talk. We will not be strangers. <laughs> We're now Absolutely. friends. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Mil gracias, Graviela. Mmm, the big sip.